Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Six, four, Welcome to an episode of the 643 Podcast. It's been a while, hasn't it? Well, the Braves have made a couple moves this offseason, including a big, gigantic move yesterday, and I felt it only right to be able to, to do enough here to talk about it, since I can't really go as in-depth as I want to on the radio. I know you guys heard me talk about it last night uh, from 6 to 7 on the Front Rose Audio Fun Bag. Good news is you can check in again tonight from 6 to 8 p.m., and there's a pretty fair chance that we'll keep talking about Major League Baseball as uh, the Braves make a move, bringing in Sean Murphy from the Oakland Athletics uh, for a whole haul of prospects, and the Brewers somehow are involved. I'm not really sure why, uh, and... um my um, one of my absolute favorite Braves, a guy that I under no circumstances wanted to see moved, got moved. William Contreras, you guys all know this about by now, but I should mention up at the top of the show here. Uh, if you guys want to hear any more of the fantastic podcast that 680 has to offer, go to the podcastpark.com and you can find whether it's college football. Pro football, baseball podcasts like mine, or whatever. Go to the podcastpark.com and you'll be able to find them. So, right off the bat, um. I, when the trade was announced yesterday, I was extremely excited to add a guy like Sean Murphy. I'm not, I'm not one of you guys know me. I'm not going to come out there and, and kind of fluff your balls for you or anything like that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you something that I don't believe. Uh, and I, I don't believe this move makes them better for 2023 at absolute worst. I or at, at absolute best. I think it's a wash. Not because I don't think Sean Murphy is really good or anything, but he's not the offensive player that William Contreras is. And you can tell me that you don't think Contreras is going to replicate what he did last season. That's fine. I do, though. I fully believe in in what William Contreras is putting together. I think he's a phenomenal player. He did all that last year with his just the, his a brand new type of stance for him. He was messing around with whether he would keep it closed or open. And I I just think that now that he's figured out his stance and his swing. He's just going to continue to get better with it. I'm fully on the William Contreras offensive train. He's 24 years old. I think going to Milwaukee, he's going to hit 30, 35 homers next year. Like that's offensively, it's a downgrade. And there's there's no if, ands, or buts. I like Sean Murphy. I think there's a lot that you can look at Sean Murphy, particularly away from the Coliseum, which is horrible to try to hit in. Uh, is an 808 OPS away from Oakland. So th- it's not like he's a bad hitter. In the the overall package, when you consider in what Sean Murphy is behind the dish, 
he's a better overall player than William Contreras. I mean, he's likely to be the best all-around catcher whenever Father Time does hit JT Real Muto. And you can make a case that that catching defense is more important going forward, what with the bigger bases and the limited pickoffs. I fall on the other side of that. I tend to think that if everybody around the league is going to have the issues and half the catchers in baseball are no longer going to hold that same value, I tend to think just as a whole, catcher defense, especially when you factor in the automatic strike zone, is coming. It's not going to be here before 2025 or 2026, but it is coming. It's going to be here. Uh, which is going to that that's going to take away essentially all the defensive metrics for catchers other than being able to control the run game. And that's something that Sean Murphy does very well. And William, to his credit, William has a great arm behind the plate. So I'm not I'm not that convinced that he wouldn't be able to control the run game from that respect. He's not nearly as good at it as Sean Murphy, though. Sean has an absolute hose. He's got a great pop time. He's a great framer, but again, that's not going to matter in about two years, so I'm not, I'm not going to use that as a big plus in his favor. The pitchers that get to throw to him the next two years will be very excited. But I don't think this is a referendum on Contreras. I think this is a referendum on Travis Darno. And if you were listening to, to Nick and Chris this morning, Alex Anthopoulos came on with them about 11.30. So check the uh, 680 The Fan app by, uh, brought to you by Beaver Toyota. Check that, that 680 app. Uh, in about maybe an hour or so, maybe even less. Maybe about, um, I'm recording this at 12:30, so it's probably already up there. Just go back and uh, go into the 11 o'clock hour. Should be about midway through. You can hear the Alex Anthopoulos interview. And to be quite honest with you, that interview, I walked away from that interview feeling a little bit worse than I did yesterday. I I don't mind the prospects that were traded: Kyle Muller, Freddie Tarnock. Royber Salinas and Justin Yeager were all traded from the Braves. Justin Yeager, he's just an arm to throw in there. He was organizational depth. He wasn't ever projected to be a big league arm. Kyle Muller, he was the nominal number one prospect in the system, but anybody that knows the Braves system uh, would, would agree with me that he's he's not really the best guy in there. He's just the most proven prospect at the moment. Um I, I actually, I was pretty big on Freddie Tarnock. I think Tarnock is the best player lost in the deal outside of William Contreras himself. Uh, and Roy Salinas, I think he's going to be a great bullpen piece. But I think it's almost a 0% chance that he's actually a starter at the big league level. And this deal, I don't necessarily, I don't think it was a bad deal. Anytime you can lock down a, a starting catcher who can give you 140 games behind the dish, you do that. And this, this is to upgrade on, and this is the thing. It's I, I don't think it says anything about what the Braves thought of William Contreras other than they don't think he's a, a full-time, long-term starting catcher. They don't think he's the catcher A. They think that he's more of an offensive player, like a, a DH type. And this was about upgrading from Travis Darno, And that's not to say they think poorly of Travis Darno, but Travis Darno doesn't have much left. He, he's going to be a free agent soon. He's going to hang them up before too much longer. And you need to start thinking about the future with what you're going to do there. And Alex mentioned in that interview with Nick and Chris that they were already kind of looking at Sean Murphy, but they were, they were preferring to do it after this next season, after the 2023 season. He just, he wasn't going to be there. He was going to get dealt. My guess would be the guardians would have gotten him. And that, that presented an opportunity that Alex couldn't say no to. And the Braves go out and they get the marquee player left on the trade market. We'll say there's a lot of people Wondering what this means, you've traded pretty much, a, you've traded a lot of your prospect depth now. Uh, the system doesn't have a lot of names that pop. That doesn't mean 
that the system is necessarily as bad as they're going to be ranked. I don't believe that. I, there are there are actually quite a few players in the system that I think are going to be really, really good players, and quite a few that I think will be challenging for top 100 status uh, within the next couple of years. But until that point comes, it's going to be viewed as the worst farm system in baseball. And that's certainly th- that's the price of doing business. When you graduate guys like Michael Harris and Vaughn Grissom and Spencer Strider and all the young guys that now have long-term contracts with the Braves, that's that's kind of what happens. You just, you know, that that's the price of doing business until you can reload. And we'll see the Braves now that they're able to get into international free agency and do whatever they want there, uh, get a full draft class. They, they can kind of mess around and do some things, and I don't think it'll take too, too long for them to replenish their system a bit. But it'll take a little while before the guys that I think are really, really exciting start filtering into the upper levels. And that's going to be what it takes. These guys that I'm really interested in, they're all at lower levels. They're all at, at low A, high A, whatever. And it's they're not going to get the, any real notoriety until they're in double, maybe even until they're in triple for some of these guys. Uh, but there's still pieces there. But the main goal, the, the main focus point today, and really on, on Twitter, um, for the last day and a half now is why Alex made this move. It doesn't really fit the MO. Now, a lot of this is also because Contreras is a huge fan favorite. And I, I fully admit that part just for me personally would have played a big role because I genuinely think William Contreras is the second best offensive catcher in baseball by WRC plus with catchers with 200 plate appearances or more. William Contreras was number two. He had a 138 WRC plus. Tell me whatever you want about his swing and strike percentage, his whiffs in the zone or whatever. I've watched this guy play for a very long time. He can hit, and he can hit very well. He's got a lot of power. It's to all fields. His swing is just beautiful. I think it's the best right-handed swing in baseball, quite honestly. The Brewers, and I think I think the Brewers being in this deal clouds this a little bit for Braves fans because there's there's no question the Brewers walked away the winners of the trade. They got an all-star catcher in William Contreras, and the only player that they gave up was uh, was Asturi Ruiz, apparently is who Oakland really wanted for some dumb reason. But don't let the fact that Oakland is one of the dumbest teams in baseball cloud your mind as to how good this was for the Braves. Essentially, what the Braves ended up doing, the only, the only couple of players that I think would have been real major league pieces for the Braves, I think I think Muller can be a big leaguer, but I think it's in the bullpen. I don't think he's a starter at the big league level. Tarnock is the one that I do think, if Tarnock actually works out as a starter, he can be really, really good. Uh, there's still a fair chance that he ends up being a reliever, but he's got a way better chance to start long-term than Kyle Muller. And I know there's a lot of people that like Kyle Muller. Kyle's a great dude. I, I, I am a big fan of Kyle, just the dude, and I hope it works out well for him. It's never a good sign to me, though, when you have a guy that throws upper 90s and he has to dial it down to low to mid 90s in order to throw strikes. It's the Sean Newcomb conundrum. If you can't throw 98 mile an hour for a strike and you have to dial it down to 93 to throw a strike, it's no longer very effective. You're no longer an an upper 90s type of guy. If you have to take that much off, then there's something wrong with your mechanics or it's just command is just not going to be your thing. Let him be in the bullpen where he can throw one to two innings at a time and let it loose. Um... His off-speed is pretty good. It's actually pretty nasty. It's just, it's a little too obvious, and he doesn't spot it up as well as somebody that I would expect to be a starter long-term. I think, again, I think it'll play up out of the bullpen, and that's that's not 
the same value. It's certainly not a number one in your organization value for a guy that's a reliever. And Tarnock could very well be a reliever as well. I don't see it from him. I think he can really be a starter. He's one of those guys when the Braves drafted him in 2017. If you want more on Freddie Tarnock, just uh, just go ask Andy Harris about him at K260P. He, he's the biggest Tarnock guy I know, and I, I know he loves to talk about Freddie. Um, he was one of the first guys the Braves drafted that was one of these kind of two-way guys in high school and went into the draft super, super raw, had played had been a shortstop and, uh, and, and a pitcher. Braves drafted him in the third round, I want to say, and decided to convert him to a pitcher full-time, sign him away from a Florida State commitment. It took a little while for it to kind of click for him, but when it did, he's been, he's been dubbed as the most improved pitcher in the Braves system in the past. So I, I think that that's a good one there. Roy Salinas, he's a starter right now, but he's he's going to be a reliever long-term. And when once they just let him go into the bullpen, I think, again, you're talking about upper 90s, maybe even triple digits on that fastball, uh, and he'll be really, really good there. But overall for the Braves, my concern actually kind of grew listening to Alex talk to Nick and Chris because it doesn't – the way that Alex was talking about this, he's – it doesn't sound like there's much more on the horizon. And again, Alex is notoriously, he's notoriously untrustworthy when it comes to telling anybody or indicating what his plans might be. I mean, for, for God's sake, he said that he wasn't going to, that they were going to go into the season with Contreras, Darno and Manny Pena. And he can say that they hadn't had any, and they hadn't spoken to the athletics or anything like that. I do like this doesn't just materialize this, you know, especially for a player like Sean Murphy. There was clearly some due diligence going on. They were clearly talking. He says they didn't speak during the winter meetings. So I, I find that hard to believe if we're being honest. Uh, I, I, I just, I don't see this just materializing out of the blue. It's not like the athletics called or the brewers called and we're like, Hey, um, we kind of, we, we want to get inside this deal here, but they don't have the player that we want. And uh, you guys do uh, that. Uh, there's no way that that's what happened. Uh, my, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to gather myself here because I really do. I'm really going to miss watching William Contreras, and I've said this a couple times on air. Where I would have been perfectly fine giving Contreras a five or a six year extension, six or seven even, and pay him about top him out at sixteen, sixteen and a half million, and just have him be the full time DH. I, I don't I don't know I don't know why there's this reticence to pay a DH. I know it's easier to find a DH than not, but if you already have the answer right there, I think Williams a phenomenal offensive piece. And I think the fact that you're gonna deal him because he's a catcher and he's not a great defensive catcher, it's not just about that though. William was a perfect fit in this lineup. Unless Alex and the rest of the front office didn't buy that this was going to be the norm for Contreras. If they looked at the difference between his Waba and his ex-Waba and thought, yeah, he's not going to replicate this season. Maybe they're right. I don't agree. I, th- I think that I think he's going to be a very good hitter for a very long time, even if it's more as a DH. There's big-time power there. Yes, he strikes out, but he also walks. He carries a double-digit walk rate. I, I think there's... This is one of those deals that I, I think the Braves will still come out on top, again, because you're getting one of the few full-time catchers and you're getting one of the absolute best in baseball controlling the run game so I'm not mad about that I'm sad to see William go but overall you can't be upset adding a great player like Sean Murphy my my number one issue though is you just traded a lot of your trade value enough to where I don't think we would see any more big trades this offseason because they just don't have the ammo to do it 
and you have the exact same holes you had before you made that trade. And that's where I think a lot of people are upset. Is be, It's not that they brought in Sean Murphy. It's not even really that they traded William Contreras, although there's a few people that, that are just upset that Billy Bats is gone. But it's also because you traded Contreras, who was easily your best trade chip. Reportedly because they would not trade Vaughn. Like, Oakland wanted Vaughn Grissom, and the Braves said, no way. And that's why the Brewers got involved with the Sturry Ruiz in the first place. And then William Contreras goes to Milwaukee. That can either mean one of two things. And that's what Braves fans are kind of struggling with today. It either means that the Braves are all in on Vaughn Grissom and think that he is that guy. That he's going to come in, he's going to take Dansby's spot, and he's going to be your long-term shortstop. Which is very possible. Uh, if if Ron Washington says he can handle it defensively to at least be average, I don't see why. If you think he's going to hit, then it's a no-brainer because as long as he's average defensively, he's gonna he's gonna look like Xander Bogarts, um, who just got an eleven two hundred eighty million dollar type of deal. If it, so that that's the that's the good side of it is no way am I dealing Vaughn Grissom. He's gonna be a star, and we're gonna keep him around for a long time. The bad side of it is. The, like the the negative view, which a few fans have taken, and I'm not even going to say that you're wrong because it's a very it's it's at least it's at least as big of a possibility that this is more of a we're not going to sign any of these free agents to the price that they're wanting, and we're not going to roll into a season with just Orlando Arcia as the starting shortstop option. There's nobody in the farm to to bring in and just take it over right away. They're not going to give in. I'm sorry to have to tell you guys this. They're not giving Dansby a nine-year contract. It's not happening. Even if Dansby says, I'll do nine for $15 million a year, they're not giving him a $9 million contract. Uh, I think that they're comfortable giving him like four or five at 19 to $20 million per. Nothing more than that. That's not going to happen. And Dansby would, Dansby would be an abject fool at this point with what Trey Turner and Xander Bogart's got. Dansby would be an absolute fool to take anything less than eight or nine years. There's a fair chance he gets he can get close to the exact same deal that Xander Bogart's got because Dansby is the best defender of the shortstops that are out there. Somebody's going to buy into the fact that he has a lot of power. Uh, yes, he's streaky, blah, blah, blah. But somebody's going to buy into that and overpay him, and he'd be a fool to turn that down. So you are looking at, unless the Braves make a trade, and Anthopolis did mention with Nick and Chris, and in the run-up last night on Zoom, that today, Vaughn Grissom and Orlando Arcia would have a competition to see who would be the starting shortstop, but the season doesn't start today. Those are his words, which means they're still going to be looking at stuff to do. I do think that there are options there. I'm big on trying to bring in Ha-Sung Kim. Now, it complicates things that you've traded four prospects, five prospects, in order to, to bring in Sean Murphy. But I don't think it would cost a ton to bring in Ha-Sung Kim. And the Braves and the Padres match up really well. The Padres lost two starting pitchers this offseason. They are in a win-now mode as well. A.J. Preller knows he has to win a World Series within the next two years or he's gone. That's why he didn't mind giving out that 11-280 contract to Bogarts. What does he care? If this doesn't work for him and he doesn't win a World Series, he's not going to see the end of that deal anyway. So there's no point. I would try to jump on that. And I'm, I'm not... I, I would look at... 
For Ha-Sung Kim, I would try to do something around Bryce Elder. I do think you could do an Ian Anderson for Ha-Sung Kim straight up deal and get that done. But I, I don't think that that I don't think the Braves are going to want to trade Ian. Um, I think the fact that they just dealt Muller and Tarnock, you're left with Ian Soroka and Bryce Elder. Those are the three that you're expecting to be able to battle for that fifth starter spot. And I've said this a million times. I'll say it again. For anybody that hasn't heard me, I am fully 100% on Mike Soroka. I think Soroka is going to come back. I think there's a fair chance he almost, I don't, I don't know if he actually misses a beat. I think that he is that type of player. He is that good. He works that hard. And I am, you can tell me I'm biased. You can tell me that I'm not, I'm thinking with my heart, not my head. I don't care. Say whatever you want. I and maybe I maybe I end up looking foolish. I really don't care. I am 100% on the Mike Soroka train. I think he's going to come back and be a star again. I'm not going to forget what he did before he got hurt. I don't consider it two blown Achilles. I consider it one and it just reblew before it was healed because the Braves got him back on the mound too quickly. This time they're making him go correctly. He's redone his mechanics to kind of be a little bit more efficient, a little less impactful on his Achilles and on his shoulder and everything like that. So I don't think health is going to be as big a concern. I think it's going to be Adam Wainwright. I'm very big on that. Um, regardless, I don't think Alex would want to trade Ian not knowing what Soroka is going to be. And he he can't afford to be as gung-ho about it as I can because if it doesn't work out, then you know that's Alex that, that gets the, the bad mark. I'm not the actual Braves GM, obviously. So I can afford to do whatever I want with Mike Soroka, and I'm going to be fully on board with that. Alex has to be at least a little bit more circumspect. I do think that would get it done, though. And I think Ha-Sung Kim is a player that's really on the rise. I know his numbers last year don't look incredible, but compare his numbers from 22 to 21. They are a significant increase from what they were in 2021, his first season coming over from Korea. He's 26 years old, arguably a better defender than Dansby, and his stat cast page looks really, really nice. Does not strike out, takes a lot of walks. He's pretty fast. He's a great defender. He doesn't hit the ball exceptionally hard. But you don't need mashers at all nine spots of your lineup. It's nice if you do have them, but you don't have to have them. If you're going to have a glove first guy, it's okay. And Ha-Sung Kim can play every position that there is, so you can long-term him, and all of a sudden, even if Von Grissom does look ready to take the shortstop job over just because he's ready to go and takes it, then Ha-Sung Kim becomes a super utility piece that you can play everywhere. The issue with that is whether or not Brian Snicker would actually take that approach. Um, but I, I'm not so certain that they make a move for shortstop. Alex mentioned the same thing that he mentioned, he, he, mentioned, he brought up about what happened with... Austin Riley taking over third base after Josh Donaldson and that they'd offered Josh Donaldson a deal. He got a better one from Minnesota and that they had to take their lumps with Austin. That's the part that makes me the most nervous because I'm sorry to have to break this to you guys. If nobody else has done it, you should probably listen to me a little bit more on the radio. Max Fried's as good as gone, man. He he's the Braves aren't going to bring him back. Alex does not operate emotionally. He's not going to do it. If he didn't operate emotionally to bring Freddie Freeman back, he's not going to do it for Dansby, and he's not going to do it for Max. Max is going to get paid, paid. Look what Carlos Rodon is going to get this offseason, and keep that in mind. Because in two years, when Max Freed hits free agency, Max is going to top that. Max is the best lefty in baseball. He's also the Braves player. He's also the Braves union rep. He's not, he's not taking one of these extensions, and nor should he, by the way. 
Max deserves to get broke off. He's one of the absolute best pitchers in baseball. He's chronically underrated and chronically undervalued by the national media. But that is not the case among his peers in baseball. His peers know exactly how nasty he is. Juan Soto listed him as the toughest pitcher for him to face because he's just so naturally good. Max is going to get broke off, which led to Jim Callis saying, unprompted, by the way, that he thinks the Braves really explore trades for Max Freed. Now, don't freak out. I don't think that happens this year. Max is too good of a pitcher. You don't have anybody set to be able to step in right away. It, if it would be a lot to just bank on Soroka coming back and being Mike Soroka, it would really be a lot to bank on Soroka being Soroka and Ian Anderson going back to 2020 Ian Anderson. That would be that would be uh, quite a, a big risk. That even I would not really be comfortable taking. Now, I did put out kind of a three-team trade jokingly just where the Braves end up bringing back in Merrill Kelly, which, I mean, you could see something like that. But generally speaking, what I would expect from Max Fried is I do think that they're going to try to trade him, but it'd be after this season. It'd be next offseason where they start floating him around. Because absolute worst case, you give him a qualifying offer, he turns it down, you get a comp, you get a comp pick for him. It'd be a comp round A, you get a, a new another first round pick for him. But you'd always bring more in a trade. And Max is the type of guy that even if you say it's one year left on a deal, you can easily get, I mean, even on a one year from Max Freed, I think you'd get more than what Scherzer brought back to the Nationals. I mean, Scherzer and Trey Turner on one year brought Kbert Ruiz and Josiah Gray. I think Max Freed could do that pretty easily. I mean, Max, depending on, on what team would be looking for that type of pitcher, Max at this point is a better bet than Scherzer, and whoever trades him is going to immediately try to break him off, especially if it's like the Dodgers and the Angels or somebody on the West Coast. But... I don't think you'll see Max move this year. If you do, then something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. But that's that's part. That's probably my main issue with the Murphy trade, is considering that fact, knowing that you have kind of two years left with Max free to go and win another championship, and you don't really have a solid plan behind Max right now, it feels like you would be maximizing your chances to win in the next two years. This trade doesn't do that. At absolute best, it's a push. So if there's really nothing left, and if it really turns into, yeah, we're going to let Vaughn take his lumps at shortstop. Yeah, we're going to let, we're going to count on Eddie being better in left field this year. Maybe we bring back Adam Duvall. What you're going to be left with is a ton of Marcelo Zuna at-bats at DH, which is not going to make a lot of people happy either. The, the team would take a significant step back if that's the case, and that would be very disappointing. A lot of people are going to point to the, well, we, we want to be a top five payroll thing. I mean, the Braves kind of already are in that vicinity. That's the that's the unspoken thing about that statement is they basically are top five. I just, that would be a very bad look, especially with the rest of the division doing what they're doing and knowing that you're only going to have Max for a maximum of two more years. That that to me, that would be a bad look. And I'd, I'd speak out against it. You guys know me. You guys know that I'm not going to blow smoke. If I think that something's bad, then I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. But I genuinely hope that's not the case. You And again, it's hard to it's hard to do this today and after just hearing what Alex said, but don't always take GMs at face value. Don't take them just at their word because they're not going to tell you everything they're planning. I still would be very surprised if the Braves do not make a move in left field. Left field more than shortstop because I, I kind of get the feeling that they fully believe that Vaughn is the, is the future at shortstop for them. I, I kind of think that that's, 
I kind of think left field is the spot. Now, whether that's a, a big one-year deal to Michael Conforto, which I think would that, – that suits Alex's MO, a one-year $21 million deal, I think that would fit. That would be what I'd look at. Maybe a deal with the Cardinals for Tyler O'Neill. They have a crowded outfield right now. They don't have any starting pitching either. And I think they're a team that would really value Bryce Elder's type. They, they love Dakota Hudson, and Bryce Elder is basically Dakota Hudson type. Um, I think that's something that could get done. And I, Tyler O'Neill is a little bit better version of Adam Duvall. Just as much power. He's faster. Great glove out there in left field. I think that could get done. Um, there, There's not much that I think that the Braves are really going to be in power for. I don't want to see Andrew Benintendi. He's not good. He's a bad defender. He's not fast. He's not really good at anything. He's just kind of a bland type of player. And you're going to have to pay him upwards of 17 to $20 million. That, that's, I would think that would be a bad deal. But maybe it's Conforto. Maybe it's Tyler O'Neill. Maybe it's somebody I'm not thinking of, somebody on another team that can kind of do it. Maybe it's Anthony Santander from the Orioles. That would certainly give you some lefty punch, some lefty thump. If the Braves want righty power, then, then O'Neill seems like the best bet. But we'll see going forward. Uh, and I'm not, again, I'm not sold that the Braves' farm system is awful. I think one of the reasons that they were willing to trade Kyle Muller is because there's another lefty in the system that I think is the next diamond prospect. And I I don't mean Jared Schuster. I think Jared Schuster is a big leaguer. I think Jared Schuster's a pretty good pitcher. I, I To be honest, I like Jared Schuster more than I like Kyle Muller. Uh, but Dylan Dodd. Dylan Dodd is the one that I'm kind of looking at as that next guy. And it may even end up being as soon as this season. There's a lot to like about Dylan Dodd. He was a senior sign. So automatically, because he's a senior sign, he's a little bit older, he's 24 years old, and that's going to make people think, well, there's not a lot of upside on him. Well, he's a little bit different. The Braves saw enough to take him in the third round in 2021. He didn't have great premium velocity. When the Braves drafted him, it was kind of 90 to 92. But he's up closer to 95 miles an hour now. He's got some good some good velocity. And here's just his numbers. Uh, and I'm just going to give you his numbers from, from last year in high A. 16 games at high A, 89 innings, 9.2 strikeouts per nine, 172 walks per nine, 0.61 homers per nine. That was off a 313 BABIP with a 344 ERA to 316 FIP. That's outstanding. And well, he's old for the level. Okay, double A. Nine starts, 46 in the third innings, 10.68 Ks per nine, 2.53 walks per nine, 0.58 homers per nine, off a 350 BABIP, 311 with a 289 FIP. This guy can throw. And now that he's got a little bit faster of a fastball, he's kind of averaging closer to 93 and he'll run it up to 95. This is a guy, he's got great spin data on that fastball. He's got a great changeup, which we know the Braves love. There, I might be early on this. And that, and I, I guess I could end up wrong, fine, whatever. I think Dylan Dodd is going to be a dude. I think he's going to be a guy more than Bryce Elder, more than a lot of the other ones. He was a two-way player. Again, Braves love two-way players. And he went to a community college, which is why... Uh, then he went to Southeast Missouri State, where he was just a pitcher. Started for three years as just a pitcher. I think there's a lot there. And that's, he's, he's big. He's uh, 6'2", 210 pounds. He might be a little bit heavier now. Um, now he sits 90 to 93, like I mentioned. 
has two different breakers. He's got a curve and he's got a slider and he's willing to throw them all. He's got a really repeatable delivery, throws a lot of strikes. I think he may not be, he's not going to be an ace type. That's, that's not going to be his thing, but he's got really good control. He's got good breakers and his changeup is his best pitch. Don't be surprised when Dylan Dodd comes up kind of quote unquote out of nowhere. Don't be surprised when Dylan Dodd is challenging at some point this year for a spot in the rotation. If whoever has that fifth starter spot struggles, Dylan Dodd might jump Jared Schuster. That's that's all I'm going to say on that. I don't want to see the Braves deal him. He's kind of my next guy. There's a lot of guys in the lower levels that I'll get to on another show or something like that. But as it is, that's my 30 minutes here. Uh, I know a lot of people are frustrated about the Sean Murphy deal just because you're losing William Contreras. I, I'm with you on losing Contreras. I love Billy ba- Billy Bops, Billy Bats, Wild Bill. I, he he might have been my favorite Brave, if I'm being 100% off, honest. Uh, Ronald, obviously, too. But William might have been my favorite non-Ronald player. As a matter of fact, there's no might have been. He is. I, I, I love William Contreras. I think he's going to be an absolute monster at the plate. Good job. Milwaukee being able to to win this trade just by being a middleman and giving up a prospect that can't hit the ball, that all he does is run fast. And um, that's more a factor of Oakland being absolute morons than anything else. The Braves do walk away with a premier starting catcher. Still have the same holes, though, so we'll see what, Al- what else Alex has up his sleeve. Again, I will be on, uh, I'll be on the Front Rose Audio Fun Bag every night this week, 6 to 8. Uh, so tune in on uh, tune in on the radio with me as well. We'll talk a lot of baseball, get into some college football with the uh, with the dogs and the Buckeyes, uh, get into the NFL with Ritter making his first start, and um, probably mention Mike Leach too, who who officially has passed after uh, a, a massive stroke. So uh, prayers to Mike Leach family and to the Mississippi State fan base and all that. But um, that's gonna do it for me here today. Thank you guys for tuning in. I know I haven't done one of these in a while. It's about daggum time. This is the best part of Alex making moves. Is it, it actually makes me make a podcast, sit down and record a podcast. So. Uh, thank you guys so much. Check you out another time here for the 643 Podcast. That's all, folks. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com.